internet. Upcountry Fibers in Liberty right now, uh, a great friend of mine, matter of fact, the sheriff of Pickens County called me and goes, we're in Liberty, baby! Upcountry Fiber! said, I can't wait to make the switch. So big, big news in Liberty. Great news there. If you are in, in Greenville, Spartanburg, Oconee, Pickens, and Anderson counties, there's a chance that Upcountry Fiber is already in your neighborhood right now. Already with your business right now. So go ahead and hook up with them. Sign up for them. It's Upcountry Fiber and UpcountryFiber.com. You're going to absolutely love our friends over at Upcountry Fiber. Um, one quick note before I get to Dane. Tonight is the uh, Calhoun County, uh, I mean the uh, uh, Clemson, I'm sorry, I'm saying the uh, Clemson Club meeting uh, with the uh, all-in and the um, recruiting wrap-up, I should say. And we have the auction items right now so if you can text the word Dabo to 76278 you'll see the auction items they are uh, live now and it closes uh, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock there are some unbelievable auction items there so text the word Dabo to 76278 76278 and you'll you'll get the uh access to the to the auction so great stuff there can't wait i'm gonna go tonight and i'm gonna take my son with me it is fantastic appreciate the folks at chick-fil-a and the recruiting wrap-up uh gonna be a great 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 time tonight to our guest lines we'll talk some georgia football with dane young uga.rivals.com good morning dane how you doing this morning mickey you know this day historically on the college football calendar is pretty seismic not so much anymore so I'm going to treat it with the seriousness that it deserves, and we'll talk about a couple of guys that Georgia's potentially looking at today, which I don't think either is either going to come or, or move the needle very much. But I'm, I want to unveil a piece of my segment uh, that I'm planning on using the rest of this offseason because one of my favorite things is to have a segment within a segment. And for this, it's where is that guy? And college football is great for this. Baseball is too when spring training gets around. But I'm going to name a former head coach in the SEC or ACC and see if you and Faxon can determine what they've been up to. And so we'll start with Larry Fedora. Oh, gosh. Larry Fedora, I'm going to guess, is an underwear model or, or a Speedo bathing suit model at this point. Remember they had the, the picture of him without a shirt on in the, ba- on, in the bathing suit on the, on the Well, beach? thankfully that doesn't show up on the Wikipedia page, but okay. I cannot deny that there's potential. What's Larry Fedora doing now? Last uh, record was the head coach of the New Orleans Breakers in the USFL. Of course, everyone knows that. Uh, the, the, the long history of the New Orleans Breakers through all that. Larry Fedora, we make fun <laughs> of Larry Fedora here. Matter of fact, uh, Faxon, do you look up there on the, on the board? You see those blue? They still have Fedoras up there. Uh, golly. Uh, yeah, yeah Golly right there in the lower left-hand corner. This is Larry Fedora. Um, see the the last row. Oh, in fact, it's up on the on the screen here, the blue screen. Oh, oh. Uh, see where it says "Golly." The bottom row. This is Larry Fedora, and it says Fedora Two down there. Give me Fedora Two if you can. Fedora Two. You see it on the bottom row of our hotkeys. Let me get some hugs out oh, now. Man, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. He was. He, he had this disingenuous. <laughs> Can I get the golly right beside him? And there's another fedora there. Golly! All right, and then, That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah! Oh, man. Yeah, you just made my day. What you talking about? That's awesome. Yeah. 
Those are guys that committed. By the way, one of them didn't even sign with North Carolina, but they filmed it on their <laughs> cell phones, and it's like, golly, oh, my God, I can't believe that you did this in front of this camera right now. You just made my day. Oh, Larry Fedora with some disingenuous. I'll give you one more yeah. just for the game. So who is the longest tenured head coach in the SEC now that Nick Saban has retired? <clears throat> Let me think about this for a second. At his current school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think this was a trick question. It's Mark Stoops at Kentucky. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, was gonna, I, said, I swear <laughs> I was about to say Kirby Smart. For some reason, I was Stoops. thinking Kirby as well, yeah. Kirk Kirby second, but before Mark Stoops was at Kentucky, Joker Phillips was there. Where's Joker Phillips now? Joker Phillips was coaching in college football like three or four years ago. He still is. Because uh, I saw him on the sidelines somewhere and I went, is that Joker Phillips? Who was at South Carolina? He's in the ACC. <clears throat> Joker Phillips. I'm going to tell you where he is. Wait, what is he? Is he He's a, wide, a re- wide receiver coach somewhere? Yeah. Wide receiver coach and assistant head coach, yes. He was at Duke. Oh, uh, where's Joker now? He was not at Duke. See it? He's at NC State. You may be. Trooper no? Taylor was at Duke. Trooper Taylor, who wore the hat backwards, one of the biggest cheaters out there from Auburn, that had the towel. He was towel guy. Remember him on the sidelines during all those big runs, waving the towel up uh, and it, down, cheating. Yeah. It, it was raining at a football practice one day, and Trooper Taylor invited me to come sit with him inside of his Cadillac Escalade. Oh yeah, which which he's about to give to a player back then. He was just he was just temporarily breaking it in to a player. Anyway, where where's where's uh, Joker now? Joker Phillips is at NC State as an assistant coach. Really, the Joker? He was at yeah. South Carolina. See. When when he went to South Carolina, their fans are like, "We're getting Joker Phillips," and he was terrible at South Carolina. Yeah, this game went so much better than I thought it might go. I'm going to continue this in future weeks. Well. Uh, and and we could call it a uh, retread. We could get a tire company to sponsor it and just call it retread. Are we splitting the profits on that? Yes, yes. Joker was at South Carolina <laughs> in 2002. I can remember I was doing the show, and they're like, we're getting Joker Phillips from Notre Dame? I was like, yeah, we don't think you're going to like him all that much. And, and, yeah, he wasn't great at South Carolina. But these guys get reputations. Trooper Taylor is still in it. Believe he followed Elko to Texas A and M. Oh man! So he's got to wear the backwards hat, A and M deal, and wave the A and M towel now. Yeah, he's the running backs coach at A and M. Trooper yeah. Taylor was so, the interim coach of the bowl game for Duke this year. That's right. I always thought he was not like a culture fit for Duke, but he was there for quite a while. Um, yeah, you know, other than some shady recruiting back in the day, which is no longer quite as shady, I, Trooper Taylor probably wasn't as bad as everyone said. I mean, he, he at least has some loyalty among people in college football. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you sign – he signed some guys. Now, but all. the way that he did it, I don't think is illegal anymore. No, 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 no. He's the guy now, right? You can do, certainly do that now for sure. Hey, how do you like uh, – because Georgia has some, some staff turnover this year. What are you hearing about – the new guys compared to what they what they did have well you know Tavares Robinson was a bit handpicked by Will Muschamp they've known each other and worked with each other for pretty much a decade at this point and other than this Alabama stint he's been with Muschamp most of his professional career and there's a familiarity there that I think George is really comfortable with and in in recruiting you know Muschamp would still be able to help out when when recruits come to campus and so I think that that's a piece of it that'll still be there. But he, he's just not going to be quite as active as he has been 
but Muschamp is, is one of Kirby's guys, so I don't think he's falling out of the fold here completely. He just wants to take a step back, and T-Rob's kind of the perfect person to get in there. So I've heard good things uh, about that. Um, you know, it's it's really hard. to. I, I've been reading this biography about Nick Saban, and it said the hardest job in college football is to be the secondary coach under Nick Saban. And I suppose the same goes for Kirby Smart, that you just have to have a really thick skin if you're going to be coaching safeties or corners under Kirby because he's going to be all up in those meetings, maybe in ways that he wouldn't be if it's the tight end room. Um, yeah, so, you know, overall, I, I think that that is the most high-profile hire with T-Rob, and I think it, they feel good about it right now. It, it's interesting when you think about the success that George has had. There really hasn't been – critical roster turnover that we've seen at, at some other places. Yeah, Dan Lanning left. Sam Pittman got a head coaching job. Shane Beamer left. But, that, you know, as I've told you, I, I think that was in part Kirby's decision and not as much Shane's to leave. It may have been mutual at that time. Um, but there, there's been some stability there that I think will be further poached in the coming years. But Del McGee's been there since the beginning. And Trey Scott's been there since year two. So, Overall, there, there's more stability there than I think maybe potential dynasties have. And, you know, maybe Georgia's not even a dynasty yet. But two in a row, you, you at least think that way, especially when Nick Saban's out of the game now. Yeah, I'd put him in that category for sure. You know what's interesting? I, mean, I just I just, I don't know why I didn't think about this this way. I'm sure my ignorance when it comes to remembering things now, but I was watching College Football Live yesterday, and they talked about it where three of the four playoff teams from this past year Hadn't played a game yet, and they got a new coach. It's like yeah. three, yeah, three. Washington, Michigan, and, and Alabama. What was the most? Well, some of these hires, I think, like when Georgia hired Mike Bobo and promoted him, I think that was in part because they thought he'd be there for a good long while. Yeah. Like he wasn't one that was interested in in going to be a head coach somewhere else. Which if, you know, if someone came and offered him a boatload of money, I'm sure he would look at it. But Mike Bobo, with some of the health issues he's had, and he has a son on the team now. He has uh, high schoolers playing in the area, so I think he's going to be there for quite a while. I assume Glenn Schumann probably gets poached here in the next few years, but Glenn Schumann was Kirby Smart's very first hire at Georgia and pulling him from Alabama as a GA. So when he decides to leave, I think it's going to be for a massive program. If Alabama would have called him, he would have gone there. He graduated from Alabama. and I, There was a moment there when Dan Lanning turned them down. I was like, the best they could probably do is a Glenn Schumann right now. And I guess time will tell on that. I like I like Kalen DeBoer an, an awful lot. We'll see what what comes out of that. What I, well, you and I might have talked talked about this a little bit, but what was the catalyst for Muschamp's move? Um, he had he had a hip replacement, I believe, or at least a hip surgery um, within the last year. And you know, some of it was he has a son going to be playing quarterback at Vanderbilt this upcoming year. So I think he wants to be able to be involved in, in that a little bit just as a dad, not going to, to coach or be there at practices or anything, but just to go watch his kid play football when that time comes. Um, and, and some of it I just think is, man, this recruiting grind, you're, you're seeing it with some of these coaches that determine that college football doing it at the highest level right now, it's, it's not great for family life. And I think Muschamp's ready to slow down a little bit with that. That doesn't mean he couldn't come back. That doesn't mean that if Georgia has changes, he wouldn't step in for three weeks and be the filler guy until they find someone else. Uh, but he's got plenty of money. I mean, he's got fired from South Carolina and Florida. It's it's like I've told you, if, if you gave me one of those college football coaching contracts, it would be hard for me not to try to paint it and get out of there pretty quickly. He's been fired from enough places that he's good financially. That's, that's, that's yeah. what you say about it. Um, yeah. 
And, and and maybe with the hip replacement, maybe he doesn't get down in the in the in the uh, the squatting stance and put up two fingers and point to a recruit while they're playing a hip hop video in the back with the gold chains and sunglasses on. He didn't, you know, maybe maybe not get down that low anymore. I mean, he couldn't get low. Well, he probably can't you know get saying? down quite as low as he once did. But, yeah. You know, that, that's always in the ball coach. So yeah. I think if he had to, he, he would just lean on whatever kind of hip, artificial or, or natural, whatever, and, and make that work. So he would take those readers that he had, take those off, and put the sunglasses and the gold chain on, maybe even put the grill in, squat down, point to the guy with two fingers during the hip-hop video of the – next commitment so maybe yeah maybe the, the hip had an awful lot to do with all that so after just, i get off i'll send you a really funny photo from this was in the first national championship run i can't remember if this was down in miami at the orange bowl or if it was in indianapolis i think it was indianapolis but georgia did this thing where in their obligated media viewing period they instead of the players practicing they would have them doing yoga and it was almost kind of like a trolling media like this is what you're going to see just yoga and so i'm going to send you a picture of will muschamp sitting on the ground during yoga uh, it's one of my favorite photos, and, and I'll I'll even send you the children's sidewalk chalk version that I tried to draw in my driveway. I need to see that. That's going to be an epic one for sure. Hey, you know what's something that Georgia does, and I only I only know this now. I knew this, but I forgot about it, and I now know it because I looked it up on who's current staff. I was going to ask about a couple of guys. Well, let me back all the way up. One is that. Mike Bobo, and, and I'm, I'm going for my South Carolina days now, but we saw this with – we just saw um, uh, the offensive line coach leave Alabama to go to Kentucky because he was looking for a job there, uh, Eric Wolford. Like when he's yeah. – when, when these guys – Mike Bobo and Will Muschamp and T-Rob and Brian McClendon, Georgia fans right now probably love these guys and say, man, these guys are part of a national championship staff. Uh, when they're at South Carolina, these guys, when they came in, they're big names. Oh, we got, we got Brian McClendon. And, and, and then uh, two years into their tenure, they're like, man, we need to fire this guy. This guy's terrible. The point there is that man, it's an awful lot easier coaching at Georgia and the recruit to Georgia. And, you know, you see these guys, uh, my, my um, Tony Morrell from the TheBigSpur.com talks about it, like Coley, James Coley, but he's a great recruiter at Georgia. Let's see what he does at South Carolina. Uh, through some of that. But something that Georgia does that some schools do not a lot, but you, you have these endowments for these positions. In other words, Mike Bobo is the John and Alice Sands offensive coordinator. And congratulations to John and Alice for being able to do that. At least Fane and Billy Slaughter defense coordinator, at least his name's Slaughter. Yeah. So Glenn Schumann gets to be the Slaughter defensive coordinator. I know like Josh Brooks is the uh, – there's an there's a endowment chair name for the athletic director there. So – at least, at in this book I'm reading about Nick Saban, yeah. when they renovated Bryant Denny Stadium, some uh, trustee or booster—I think it was a big booster whose last name was Fail—put his name on the losers' locker room, which I thought was. <laughs> uh, but to, to your point, though, when Georgia hired Stacy Searles after Matt Luke yeah. took time away to, to spend time with family before going over to Clemson, they hired they hired Stacy Searles from North Carolina, and that was a pretty polarizing move because. There wasn't a lot of evidence that Stacy at North Carolina was doing anything special, but Stacy's one of those guys. Like he did coach with Nick Saban back at the LSU days. Yeah, he's been everywhere with a lot of good teams. He knows what he's doing, and but even at his age, I, I'd be curious to how long he's going to be in that role for Georgia. Yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, we got uh, a couple of guys um, that want one A and M commitment. Well, I'm not sure Terry Busey understands 
uh, commitment. If he's committed to A and M, and he's going to announce who he's going to sign with today, I'm not sure. The, yeah, we anticipate like. that's going to be A and M, but Georgia's keeping an eye on it just in case. Uh, I, I, everyone that I've talked to, especially our recruiting guys on our staff that have better connections than I do, they expect this to be Texas A and M. If Georgia picks up someone today, and I actually think this will probably be more representative of what this day turns into the future. There's a wide receiver from Clinch County, Georgia, down in Homerville, named Jeremy Bell. But the, the rub with him is I think he wants to come to Georgia, and I think Georgia knows that, and I think Georgia is going to try to make that a preferred walk-on and not have to do the scholarship spot. And I could see this signing day being where the preferred walk-ons come in to fill in everything else at the high-profile programs like the Georgia and the Clemson. Get him enough NIL money, and, and it's a full scholarship anyway. So, Yeah. yeah good job, Jeremy, through that. Uh, what's coming up on the site? What are you guys doing, and, and uh, what can Georgia fans follow? Not on this one, but I know it will be a lunch of – a lot of 2025 stuff and uh, all kinds of things happening at UGA.Rivals.com. Yeah, so yesterday I asked Jim Donnan, because this is the expanded playoff and all college football is getting ready for, for this upcoming season, and it feels like so new. But Jim Donnan coached in this at Marshall in the early 90s where he had a 16-team playoff. So I asked just about the mentality and what you have to do from a coaching and program management standpoint to help with that. And uh, I thought he had some really good answers. We broke down the 1992 uh, Division Two National Championship game between Marshall and Youngstown State. Well, Thunder Herd and the Penguins getting together through that. Um, look, good stuff as usual. I can't thank you enough, man. Uh, send me the the uh, the yoga pictures, and we'll talk to you next uh, next Wednesday. And I'll have new retreads for you next week. Thanks, <laughs> I like it. Uh, a good friend, Dane Young, UGA.Rivals.com. Hey, our great friends over at Prime Lending, primelendingsc.com. Let them take care of you when it comes to your next mortgage and, and when it comes to your next remodel, when it comes to your next refinance or your next home. Uh, these folks do a great job. You're going to get the best uh, rates available. They're going to do an amazing job of, of getting with you, talking to you. What's your future look like? What's your financial future look like? What's your What are your goals in doing this? Uh, when rates are really low, they actually refinance at higher years because people want to do that. And you got them in great rates there. When they do drop later this year, you may want to do that again. Who knows? How about adding on to your home, refurbishing your home? How about maybe buying your next home? Put them on your favorites list and go to them. It's the best in the business. I've signed two mortgages with them. We love them. It's Prime Lending. PrimeLendingSC.com. Andrew Oliphant's talking some PGA Tour golf when you come back after this. Valentine's is approaching fast, so be ready for that special day. Rooster's Men's Grooming Center has everything that you need to look your best for your special date. Get anything from a haircut or neck trim to a seven-step facial shave. This modern classic barber shop has everything you need to look your best. Call 864-884-8920 for your next appointment. Or use the new Roosters app to see more of the services they provide. Located on Pelham Road in Greenville. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. 
ramp.com slash sports. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a new Samsung Galaxy A15 for just $99. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Good talk. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at Walmart and StraightTalk.com. For network management practices, visit StraightTalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. In-store activation on single silver unlimited plan or higher required. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on time during the regular and postseason, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now, you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. Clemson softball's ready to hit the field for the 2024 season. And the Roar has you covered for their first tournament of the year. We'll have three games live on the Roar. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. Every broadcast will be available as well on ClemsonTigers.com. As we await the Tigers' debut in McWherter Stadium this spring, be sure to catch the debut of the 2024 Clemson softball team right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Powered by UpCountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball, 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. Landscaper Supply in business for nearly 35 years. They were born out of necessity for finding high-quality landscaping materials and equipment in one place. Their local expertise, their quality products, you've got the, if you're a DIY enthusiast or professional contractor or homeowner with a project, see Landscaper Supply. By the way, ask about their rewards loyalty program and earn our rewards through that. Seven upstate locations serving landscapers, professionals, and and homeowners seeking that that better looking and better experience. You know, this is where the, the pros shop. This is the better than your big box stores. Uh, Full-service, locally-owned hardware stores. They'll become your favorite through all of this. And now, great news, the grand opening of their Anderson Piedmont store, the intersection of 8 and 81, that is uh, coming up um, from there right now, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. So uh, come by February and, and see the, the brand-new store right there. And, and get some some free food and meet the top-notch vendors. And they've got the uh, Husqvarna stuff and the Milwaukee stuff. And they've got all kinds of great things there. You can register with a free grill all summer long. 
And, and I still love this promotion. They've got free gas for a year. You buy a new gas grill, and they'll fill your propane tank free for one year. See store details on all that more. Great friends over at Landscapers Supply. Uh, Landscaper-Supply.com. Uh, to our guest lines again, talking a little golf with Andrew Oliphant, uh, the director of instruction down at uh, Katichi. Good morning, Andy O. How you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Good morning to you, Mickey. Uh, so a bunch of things going on on the PGA Tour in golf, on the Live Tour. Um, you had a chance to watch some Live. What'd you think? I, I I'm still not convinced. I know I'd, I'd message you and say hey, I watched it, and uh, I, they've got the best players or, or great players, should I say? Um, it's refreshing to see that and watch Nyman and Sergio going to play off. I still can't get my head around the shotgun start. You know where they uh, <clears throat> are starting on different holes, um, <clears throat> and then the music side. You know I can't. I can't do with that. You know, I'm a little bit traditionalist there, but uh, we've got to move with the times, I guess, and lives here to stay now. You know, it's um, it's going to stand against the PGA Tour, and the, they're attracting more and more of the top players. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But with with Pebble being shortened event, it was like, well, you know, what do we what do we watch? Oh, here's Live Golf. We'll, we'll watch that. So, with that said, it, it still feels, and I didn't watch any of this weekend, it still feels like exhibition-y. Make up that word for you. Feel, feel that way to you? Exhibition-y. Yeah, yeah exhibition-y. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Well, I started thinking, Mickey, about the days of amateur golf and professional golf back at, you know, the, the Tom Morris days and, and how professional and amateur game was divided a little bit you know the amateurs were allowed in the clubhouse they were seen as the prestigious the 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 men of the game if you will and the professionals were the the caddies or the people that took care of the golf course so there was a divide back then and the <clears throat> whether you were a st andrews golfer or edinburgh you know, honorary golfer uh back then it was an exhibition style you know so this is almost in a little bit of a full circle in my mind where, you know, exhibition is the right term to use, but so, so it was 200 years ago when golf, golf got going uh, with the amateur and professional game. So uh, we're definitely evolving. We're moving with the times. And, you know, I've spoken to young people. They like it. You know, they like the, the shorter time frame there where they're out on the golf course and, you know, 18-hole shotgun, it's done. Um, and uh, you know the players are in shorts, a little bit of a say the music in the background's a little bit off-putting to me, but uh, they have attracted some great players. I don't mind the music. Um, yeah, I, I could get past that. The shorts, I don't mind that at all. I can get past that. Uh, to me, and the shotgun feels a little bit quirky. Um, you and I played shotgun tournaments before, and that, that's a little bit different. But more than anything else, is this idea that we continue to force down your throat the team golf. And I don't know the difference. I don't know who's on what team. First, of all, I don't know the course they're playing in, the tournament they're playing, the history of any of these courses or tournaments. But but I don't know, man. I don't care about any of the golden cliques or goat ranchers or I don't know what those <laughs> teams are and those guys are. And I don't really care about team golf when it comes to those guys. It means nothing. And I don't know. I don't know if I ever will. I might come. You know, maybe shotgun will grow on me. Maybe the music will continue to grow on me. But the idea, I, don't, I can't see myself ever changing that. I would care about what the cliques do against the uh, 
goat rancher guys or whatever their names are. Would you ever care? Uh, I mean, they seem to, right? I mean, um, it was born out of Greg Norman being at the Ryder Cup watching that and saying, you know, that the, the relationship that players build and the team aspect, and it was built out of that. Uh, I, I just find it difficult to follow. You know, maybe someone's out there smarter and can explain it to me. But, you know, up pops a, a player I know this weekend, whoever the John Rahm team was there that, had a little bit of a runaway victory with it. Tyrrell Hatton, um, a couple of other players, this young kid that was playing, um, he, he seems very impressive. You know, so, you know, the the, the team aspect, you know, Louis stays and pops up and all of a sudden it's like, oh, he drops a shot and the team, you know, is still lying second or third. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit confused with this but uh, i'm sure there's someone out there can explain it it's well a, the the leaderboards on the screens like the screens it looks like a nascar yeah. like some people moving up and down and i don't know the colors and what all that means and it, it that's just hard through all of that and i don't know maybe at the rider cut wise like i don't know getting excited for the for the stars and stripes or the union jack might be different than getting excited for for um, the Ironheads or the Four Aces or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> You're coming up to some beautiful names there. The Shankers, the Ironheads. Yeah, those guys. So yeah, yeah. That, that, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Hey, we almost saw a 59 at, at Pebble Beach. These guys are so stinking good. Wyndham Clark, I, I watched um, Emmelman break down his golf swing on Saturday, maybe. Man, you talk about swinging at it good in the positions he gets the golf club in. There's some awesome things that he does in his golf swing. But would you ever thought you'd see a 60 at Pebble Beach? Crazy, isn't it? I mean, they, they, I haven't had a chance to go there and play. I have played it on the golf zone simulator. And, uh, you know, very, very small green. So you, even on simulated golf, you get that vibe and that feel of how small those greens are. The guys looked like they were struggling with soft conditions, spinning the ball too much, you know, having to flight it down and hit extra club a little softer, you know, just to try and um, you know get get to those pins. But uh, the I don't know what his data was on putts, but he just looked like he was holding everything. You know, when he did miss a green, he was holding it off the green, and um, you know the, the the putting stats will be a. You know, a bit of a joke around there. You know, they knew the weather was coming. Um, they interviewed some of the players saying, you know, are you aware of this? Is it a sprint today knowing that we might not get this finished? They, you know, they tried their best to stay in the present moment and play one shot at a time. Um, a little difficult when someone's out there shooting 60 and say at one point, you know, looking at lower than that. Um, but uh, incredible golf. You know, and, and that's where these guys are right now. You know, they're just fearless, holding it. They're playing it like it's on a simulator. You know, they're just uh, taking dead aim and, and taking it on. Uh, this week is uh, the mo- one of the most unique events on the PGA Tour, the uh, waste management out in, in the desert in Arizona and that iconic par 3 Thunderdome. Um, and then this is different because, like, it's going to sound hypocritical. That the music that you hear at the live, I don't, you know, you can say I don't like it, but in this one you do. Now they don't do it every single week. It's not every single hole. And I saw the other day they sold like three or four million uh, 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 cans or, or, or bottles of, of alcohol at the event last year. It's a big party scene there. What do you think? You like it? Uh, would you like to see more of it or less of it? Uh, 
I think it's nice to see it one, two times per year. There's a lot more tour events building these stadium-like holes, you know, two, three holes on the golf course, you know, that have got this, they're building out these, you know, crazy stand, you know, beer garden festival, you know, like you say, the music side doesn't sit with me. Some of the players are encouraging it. Uh, it's like ironic that waste management sponsors the event, and if someone has a hole in one, we know that green's getting peppered with beer cans and trash and yeah. and everything. So it's okay once a year, you know, maybe twice. But uh, again, just the, the traditional side of me, you know, would prefer a little less of that to a degree. And I think that you know it was spoken about with some of the players that. You know, security, you've got to do a little bit of a better job of managing some of that alcohol consumption. Um, I mean, it's crazy, the stuff that's going on there, the parties, the, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then, um, you know, it's Super Bowl weekend, too. They're just, you know, I'm sure it'll be a crazy atmosphere. Uh, they've had a couple where, they're, where they go to a playoff, and the playoff lasts right up to the Super Bowl kickoff. I don't watch all the pregame shows. I watch this coming up. The, now, I will say this, the golf course does yield – some excitement coming down the stretch because you can make a bunch of low scores, a drivable par four in there and reachable par fives and then the, and then the par three. And it's, it's interesting at least, so we'll keep that up. Uh, tell me about your stuff. Tell me about uh, what's going on with you and, and uh, how folks can reach you because you got a um, weather is getting better and people need help, man. People need help in those golf games. Yeah, the weather's definitely improving. We're seeing the, a little bit warmer conditions in the afternoons, you know, so high school – golfers here in the Georgia side um, they're, they're getting going with their practice so they're, they're keeping me busy with the after school things and then uh, during the daytime you know, still encouraging people to come on out, we've still got a couple of spots for annual programs so if you if you are interested in that you know, it's, uh, getting that going for the, you know, the first week of February so we've got some good take up and um, you know, that, that'll keep me busy so the best way to get hold of me email Andrew at Katichi.com. The best uh, in, in instructions. And i got to tell you, folks, get it. The one thing I like about Andrew when it comes to instruction is if you are a – and this is a huge compliment to you because certain people can teach one way. They teach only off the numbers, the track man stuff, uh, or they teach only without that. You know, no, no. If you like it technically, if you like it uh, – if you, if you want a math class or art class, you can teach either class. And so go by and see Andrew Oliphant. Do the aim point stuff. But if you want long game and short game, full uh, service there. The guy's been doing it for an awful long time. Andy, uh, Andrew at Katichi.com. Andy O, always appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Mick. Hey, I, I might change my email, Andy O. That. I get that now. Andy O. Well, well see, there you yeah, go. I'm the only person that calls you that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, there we go. Next week, I think, I think I look at the schedule, right? We're talking about Tiger Woods coming back on the PGA Tour next week. I think That'd that's L.A. Awesome. Yeah, you know, it's a, yeah. We'll see what he's wearing. I think the Nike stuff. Uh, Nike's gone. See, I know that's a Taylor made. Well, Nike's gone. So we'll see what uh, see what he's dressed in. Yeah, Tiger Red Sunday Red or something. Tailor made type stuff. Let's 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 do it next week. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks again, Mickey. Right, Andy O. Andrew Oliphant. Andrew at Katichi Let's take our final segment. Final break. We'll come back. I do want to tell you about my friends at Patterson's Tax Service. They're not. Anywhere near their final stuff today because tax season is just starting and there's days just starting and they'll help folks out. Now, I do want to tell you that a lot of people can't make plans. Facts, you're probably one of these guys, your, your schedule changes all the time. Uh, you got a complicated tax system, by the way, uh, a tax return. Not we, fun. No, but if you can pay to Patterson's tax service, 
let them do it for you. Uh, I do this all the time. Mine was more complicated than it used to be, but uh, or what's more complicated then? It's, it's, easy, it's simpler now. But I take my 1099 stuff down there, take all my bank statements and all my my uh, information to them, and they uh, they take care of my LLC through all that stuff. Uh, here is a great thing for you right now. Uh, if your schedule is crazy, um, I, I would consider like a landscaping people. Like, you don't know, you can't make appointments because you might take it away from a job site. Well, on those rainy days, those bad weather days, they can sneak you in. And you can drop it off and they can have it for you uh, back. So so don't don't feel like you have to make an appointment. They'd like for you to make one, but don't feel like you have to make one. Um, walk-ins are always welcome over the Patterson's Tax Service. P-A-T-T-X dot com, pattax.com, 864-859-8289. And your expertise will save you money. It is an investment. So whatever you, it costs you, you, you save much more than that at the Patterson's Tax Service. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment of Wednesday show after this. It's bow time. <laughs> Hurry into Bojangles for two scratch-made sizzling sausage biscuits for just four bucks. One bite, and you'll want breakfast for dinner. Good thing we serve savory sausage biscuits all day. But this two-for-four deal won't last forever. It's bow time. <laughs> One of the best things about Clemson is the family atmosphere, and that's what we strive to offer at Harrison's. When my parents started Harrison's over 25 years ago, they weren't thinking about how fast they could grow. They focused on providing hardworking folks excellent customer service and the best workwear and work boots. And now we have grown, but our focus hasn't changed. And whether you're visiting a Harrison store for the first time or the hundredth time, we want you to feel like family. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden or visit harrisonsusa.com. Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And now the reality is a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? Or, you know, perhaps more commonly, will I fail? Nope, you won't fail because they won't let you. You're not your past. Whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you. Wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle, so you're almost there. And the other 20% is having an expert on your side, a way to keep you on track. Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply 5 pounds times 5 years of doing nothing. You're another 25 plus pounds overweight. If you don't, stop right now and call PhD. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. An ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's premier spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's premier day spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson. 
The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have as strong a tire as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company, a winning combination since 1973. Call them today and be sure to check them out at PendletonTire.com. No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Homegrown alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road. Gotta hit the road. The sun ain't changing the atmosphere. Architecture, I'm familiar. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the horse. Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. Final segment of a Wednesday show. Still best day of the week. You know what's crazy facts and children's is that when it comes to meets North Carolina, Wednesday is the best day of the week. When they've been on a Tuesday night. Might be the best day of the year. <laughs> uh, the best uh, Clemson basketball road win since 1976. I, I we said this morning top five win in program history last night, Mickey. <sighs> no, because the '80 team went to the Elite Eight. So you would give them that run. You yeah, would give 2018 Sweet, sweet 16 sweet run. Sweet 16s. Uh, Clemson had a couple of Sweet 16 runs in its day. So How about this? Let me let me rephrase. Top three regular season win in Clemson basketball See, now, history, potentially number one. <laughs> that's different because um, the ACC tournament and Clemson not had a whole lot of success there. But when Oliver Purnell beat Duke in the semifinals, yeah, to go play North Carolina in the finals, I I still say that the biggest basketball game in Clemson history is either the 1980 UCLA game with a chance to go to the Final Four, where Larry Brown's team won and won the national championship, beat Clemson in the Elite Eight. Or the Oliver Purnell in the semifinals. I mean, I'm sorry, in the finals against North Carolina. The uh, the Tar Heels beat Clemson in Charlotte. Those are the biggest basketball games in Clemson history. Regular season, <clears throat> one of, like, top five regular season wins, maybe. And, and the significance of winning in Chapel Hill combined with number three, number in, the three country. in the country – Saving your with, season, yeah. making the NCAA tournament right, potentially because right, of that right. win, like all the storylines. Yeah, hundred percent. Those are all factors that go into that. So yes, yes, one hundred percent. That, uh, Mickey, I have an interesting point to make, and it's something based off of something I saw on the text line earlier. Six five four roar. If you guys want to get in with us at the Adams Covering text line, but question for you. Did Clemson play that much better against North Carolina yesterday than they did against Duke? In the final few minutes, yes. I would agree with that, but I just feel like they've been close to the finish line for so many of these games. I don't feel like, and I was talking to Ben Milstead a little bit off the air, who will be on out of bounds from 12 to 3, and, and he was just like, I don't think they did anything special. I think those shots just went in. And I think you're, what well, you're starting to see is Clemson is 14th out of 15 teams in conference play in three-point shooting and three-point percentage. And I think we would both agree that those numbers are probably bound to come up maybe in a drastic 
fashion at some point. 30.7% as a team from three in conference play. Second worst in the ACC. The only team that is worse is actually Syracuse, who they play on Saturday uh, at 29.9%. So I think you just had a little bit of positive shooting variance. You kept P.J. out of foul trouble for long enough, and you have Jack Clark back. I, th- I think like you went through that spell during the beginning of the season or beginning of ACC play, rather, partially because your schedule was so tough, and I, I think this was a good get-back-on-track win. One one through 36 minutes, probably I would agree with Ben. Final four minutes, I would disagree. Because in the final four minutes, Clemson had a lead. They were tied last night with North Carolina with four minutes to go. <clears throat> a little more than four minutes to go. And they they were tied with Duke with four minutes to go. And in the Duke game, uh, the turnovers – yeah, I think that was really the biggest thing was just the fact that you didn't turn the ball over four times in the right. last couple of minutes. Right, so you you finished last night's game. You made the key baskets, the, the key um, rebounds, you know, the, the key free throw or two. You, you finished it last night. So, so Ben's point is, yeah, one through, one through minute 36, yeah. But the last four minutes were completely different than what you saw. In in Cameron, it looked panicky. It looked you you blew the game in Cameron. In Dean Dome last night, you took control you took of the yeah. game. Yeah, you that, finished it last I, night. I feel like that was the primary difference. That's a good point yes. as well. But I, I think that the overarching theme is just last night reaffirms that this Clemson basketball team is who we thought they were at the beginning of the season. And, yeah. and, and that and that team is still in there that was beating Alabama and beating TCU and going up and, and, and killing yeah. Pitt on the road. And, uh, you know, teams are going to go through ups and downs throughout the course of a season. That's just what's going to happen in college basketball. It's a variant sport. You're going to shoot the ball terribly some nights. One of 18 of three against North Carolina the first time. You're going to have unlucky breaks with officials. You're going to have injuries. All of that's going to happen to every team in the country. I'm just I'm hoping that last night was the turning point, and I'm hoping that last night was hey let's flush these six conference L's, lock in on these last nine games. If Clemson goes seven or two, seven and two or better over the last nine, should be a lock for the NCAA tournament. Upper management of this, UNC turned it over three or four possessions around the two minute mark. I guess Clemson's the only team that does that from time to time. Yeah, every team does that. That is teams, true. That teams is true. Are, that is true. North Carolina did not play well last night, and did not play well once they once they got it back, and and you spent so much energy and a lot of upsets. You see this if you get down big. You spend so much energy coming back that you don't close it out. And the other team that does it, that's a blueprint for upsets. With that said, yeah, that's teams and turnovers through all that. Uh, But I'm going to give Clemson credit, too, because it wasn't just – I mean, Clemson forced some of those turnovers last night, but it wasn't just the turnovers. It was the key rebound. And and, and one of the things we do is we – and I was guilty of this a long time ago, and and I think that – I like this team because of how skilled they are in shooting the basketball better. But it's, last night was not just about shooting it better. Last night was about on the North Carolina uh, miss. The Jack Clark uh, screen. That's a beautiful screen that he set for for um, Gerard. They made winning plays. Right. And, and the rebounds. Um, 
the defensive rebounds and keeping those guys keeping because you know North Carolina's going to be crashing the boards late in desperation mode and offensive putbacks for PJ to get the Absolutely. lead back from seventy seven. Absolutely, like, it, it was those like extra effort hustle sure. winning plays like the cliches were there last night for Clemson. They won those fifty fifty balls at an eighty twenty clip. But the cliches are like, like, well, sometimes you make shots, sometimes you don't, and you win or you lose. Well, maybe, but it's not just about that. It's it's about the loose ball. It's about the the steal. What was the point you made? Was it was it Baycott who turned it over, and was it was it Clark who made a big steal? Was yeah, it Shefflin? Yeah, Jack Clark got a steal. Uh, so PJ came out of the TV timeout with three fifty eight left, missed the front end of the one and one. Uh, yes. North and North Carolina got the rebound, and they came down and took about yep. a twenty second possession, and Baycott turned it over. Three thirty four o'clock. Yeah, Jack Baycott Clark got turns it. it over on Jack Clark steal. That's huge, man. At that point in time, the game's tied at 70. And North Carolina had not led the game yet. If they go and take a 72-70 lead, maybe they use that momentum and end up winning the basketball game. I mean, right. Clark made a huge, maybe the biggest play of Jack Clark's season right Clark there. made the winning play. Baycott made the losing play. And and that's not just, well, the ball just happened to go in or not go in. I don't. Not, that's not what happened. And, and, and by, the other, by the other stretch there, P.J. missed the front end of the, of the one and one. I think that, like, Mickey, I, I know this is going to sound like such a strange point to make. The most comforting part of last night for me was I didn't feel like Clemson played their best game. I mean, 39% from the field, 35% from three, 75% from the free throw line. Those aren't bad numbers by any means. Obviously, PJ has an absolute monster night. Ian Shefflin played great. Gerard hit some great shots. Clark was 1-6. of six. Chase Hunter was 3-12. of 12. You got pretty much nothing from your bench. Right. You had to monitor PJ Hall's foul <laughs> trouble situation against one of the best big men in the entire country, and you still found a way to win. And not just that, Mickey, you looked exactly. like you belonged. Exactly. You looked like you belong. Like it didn't. It didn't look like there was a major talent discrepancy between North Carolina and Clemson last night. It looked like Clemson was the better team, and that's why they won the game. One hundred percent. It did not take. Look, teams are going to beat top five teams. Yeah, and you're going to get miracle upsets. Right. This wasn't what that was. This, this was not. They didn't go shoot sixty percent from the field. They didn't yeah. go make make half their three pointers. They didn't have this unbelievable just you know the night where man you just you throw that film away because the other team they just they just did. that was not what happened last night. They didn't just make the shots last night. It was it was the little things in there. It's a double double. Shefflund and and PJ Hall had twenty rebounds last night against a, a terrific front court. Your front court went for thirty nine <laughs> points and twenty rebounds on Armando Baycott and Harrison Ingram. Right, right. And energy-wise, it, it looked different last night. This didn't look heavy-legged coming down the stretch. This looked like uh, attitude, effort, energy. Coming out 15-2 to two was attitude and was energy. But it, and I said this before, and this is my Brad Hughes going the extra mile here. I'm a good hands with Brad Hughes, good hands with Allstate, 292-3001. Get in touch with the Brad Hughes insurance.com, Brad Hughes uh, Allstate.com. Look. Brad Hughes can help save you money or get you better rates or both. I mean, better uh, coverage or both. Find out in your homeowners. Find out in your auto insurance. Combine those two and, and, and maybe do more of that. Brad's a good friend, a guy who will do everything he could do to help you out. Brad Hughes at Allstate.com. As impressive as the 15-2 start was, that's not the most impressive thing. No. The most impressive thing is you knew they would make a comeback. They did make the comeback. You withstood it. The game is tied at 70, and in the winning moments of it, you made the right screen, you made the right free throw, you made the right rebound, you made the right steal. And 
you played winning basketball and you played it with the effort and energy. The 15 without the 15 2 run, you don't win the game. Without the 15 to 2 run to start the game, you don't you don't have the energy, you don't have the the confidence. The ball goes in the basket, you see it goes in the basket, it gives you the confidence. But you knew that North Carolina was going to make the run, and it could have collapsed and been like that. Well, same old Clemson, same old whatever. But you didn't. You changed the attitude, you changed the effort, energy, you changed the the winning plays, and the experience of Hall, the experience of Chef, and the experience of Gerard. And and you mentioned it before, Hunter. Uh, it, it was not a great. Box score game for, for yeah. Chase Hunter? Yeah. But I thought he did a terrific job on the defensive end and only turned the basketball over one time. Clemson had five turnovers last night. Yeah, I mean, Chase, the box score looks ugly because he shot three for 12 and a couple of those shots were out of control. But you live with it because he held R.J. Davis to 7 of 22 from the field as a primary defender yep. and five assists to only one turnover. Yep. The sole turnover came when Elliot Cadeau hacked him on the arm right in front of the ref right before <laughs> yeah. that media timeout yep. that immediately turned into a Harrison Ingram three. So that was a bad break for the Tigers right but, there. But by Clemson making the play last night on both ends of the court, we're not talking about the bad call today. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. They did because to they, they took the game out of the officials' hands and they put it in their own hands. And they finished – through all that good stuff for sure um skip the music buddy two minute drill what do you have for me i'm gonna go with a bit of an unorthodox two minute drill which is kind of extend extending the conversation about clemson unc uh mickey season high four three-pointers made for pj hall last night and he made two on the first five possessions of the game do you think it, i mean you're talking about a guy that shot almost 40 percent from three last year overall and almost 40 percent from con- uh, from three in conference yet three-pointer he's really struggled in conference play this year even with last night still just 25.4 percent from beyond the arc he was one for 12 from three in his last two games but I feel like getting him an early make really changed the entire you know complex of the game Uh, is that something you might want to consider more is getting PJ a couple looks from three early to see if he can establish a rhythm because that's why you, you won last night because PJ Hall went big and PJ Hall went big because he could take people off the dribble and he could avoid getting doubled on the block because he was knocking down his three point shot and they had to respect it. Yeah. I I don't have a problem with that. I mean, some people do with the numbers of it. I do think that it it comes down to confidence, streaky part. So yeah, to do that, to open up the floor, open up the game, got no problem with any of that. Um, In the end though, you get on the block and you make your living down there. And Shefflin does the same because I still think the game, even though the three-point game is so big, you still got to rim protect, rebound the basketball, and and score in the paint. Those are huge factors that you just can't take away for sure. My two-minute drill brought to you by Eric Newton, Eric Newton, EricNewton.com. For all of your real estate needs, EricNewton.com, Tiger-Properties.com. Anything you need, you need, you're buying a house, you're building a house. You, you want to um, think about like uh, commercial property. You want rental properties. You want someone to manage a rental property. Uh, think about that. At, at, at students have a place to live next year. You got to think about it. It's, it's uh, Eric Newton. It's Tiger Dash Properties. Go by and see your good friend, ericnewton.com. Best road win, or highest ranked road win since 1976. And for us old folks, facts, it's good to go back and think about it. That Stan Rome and Tree Rollins and the guys went to old Cole Field House, where Maryland at the end of the games used to sing, "Amen, Amen, 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 Amen." They would do that in the games. Nope, didn't do this on this night because the Tigers beat John Lucas, they beat Steve Shepard, they beat Mo Howard, uh, Brad Davis, Larry Boston, they beat a, a great Maryland team, uh, the second-ranked Maryland Terrapins up in Coalfield House in College Park. And it reminds you of this, to go forward with this. 
That's right outside of our nation's capital. The ACC basketball tournament coming right around the, the corner. Facts, now, I, I told you, of the, of the 50 basketball teams I've seen at Clemson, only about 10 had enough talent to win the ACC championship. This is one of those 10. Let's think about championship and getting to those levels and playing deep in this tournament and, and winning and making, you know, making history. This kind of team has that kind of potential. And, and it might be back up again where they made history in 1976 season. Let me thank uh, Dane Young, UJ.Rivals.com, Andrew Oliphant over at Katichi. Facts Childers, great job, man. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Best day of the week? Best day of the, best day of the week. <laughs> Tigers made it the best day of the year last night beating North Carolina. I like it for sure. Uh, up next to my favorite people, John and Brad. Friends, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful Wednesday. But most importantly, tune in tomorrow. That's when we'll see you right here on the radio. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. When you shoot.